we're going to be talking today about making something out of nothing. Can you say that with me? Making something out of nothing. And we're going to go, amen, to the scripture. And uh, the scripture that we're going to look at uh, for many is a very familiar passage of scripture in the Old Testament. It's the book of Ezekiel, uh, the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. And we're going to begin reading from the New King James Version. It says there, Ezekiel 37 and 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by all around and behold there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O Lord God, you know. And again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live and I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Amen. And uh, uh, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. See, am I, am I sync with where I'm at? Verse 9? Yes, sir. All right. It's on verse 8. Verse 9. You should be online. All right. Is that it? Yes. Also, he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breathe, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to thank the Lord for the reading of His Word. Amen. On today. We're talking about making something out of nothing. Yeah. And 
we that this uh, uh, prophecy, this vision that the prophet Isaiah had, or, or rather the prophet Ezekiel had, uh, I believe that, that, that it will speak to us today uh, in a way uh, that will help us to be able to realize that we serve a God who can make something out of nothing. Something out of nothing. And uh, so uh, God has made each of us, amen, with a, a physical side and a spiritual side. Amen. Say that with me. Amen. I got a physical side and a spiritual side also. Now, most Christians relate more to the physical side than they do to the spiritual side. We're more aware uh, of our physical side than we are. We're more familiar with our, our physical side than we are with our spiritual side. And, and, and the neglect of the spiritual can cost us dear. You're with me today. Amen. And what we need to understand is that uh, uh, we live in a physical world. God gave us a physical side to relate to the physical world. But we were created spiritual beings. Amen. We were created spiritual beings. And, and as far uh, as common sense goes, amen, uh, uh, so, so, so we were, we, we were, uh, were uh, we were created as spiritual beings. Now, uh, I want to talk about uh, the scripture there that we read. Uh, as far as common sense goes, when we look at that scripture, God told the prophet to prophesy to dead bones. He told them to prophesy, to speak to dead bones. And as far as common sense goes, dead things are don't hear. And God, amen, we would think God uh, of anybody else would know that. Because God knows everything. And, and when you start to think about the experience that Ezekiel had, uh, it seemed bizarre that God would expect the dead bones to hear the words of Ezekiel. Stop to think about that for a moment. Amen. That God would expect the dead bones to hear the words of Ezekiel. The bones in question that we looked at in uh, chapter 37 uh, were very dry and very dead. So why did God instruct Ezekiel to talk to dead things. You ever thought about that? Why, why in that vision? And, and, and let me say this. Uh, the, the vision of the dead bones was symbolic to the nation of Israel. That because of sin, amen, lie ruin and, 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 and deadness. And so uh, the bones represented the state of the nation. Amen. And, uh, you know, when I think about the state of our nation. Amen. There's a lot of dead things that are piling up in our nation. Anybody with me? A lot of dead things. A lot of things that are dry and lifeless. Amen. And so, why did God instruct Ezekiel to talk to dead things? Well, uh, I submit that maybe God knows something that we don't know. 
Maybe God knows that everything has a physical side and a spiritual side. And he knows that physical death does not translate to spiritual death. You see, we face and, and deal with the world from a natural side. And we deal with our problems and issues from a natural side. But I'm here to tell you, amen, that there is both a natural side and a spiritual side to every issue, issue situation that you're dealing with in life. There's a natural and a spiritual side. And what I found, amen, from the word of God, that death in the physical side does not equal death in the spiritual side. You all with me today? Amen. Uh, no question that the bones were dead. But that fact, amen, uh, is not by any means the end of the story. As far as death goes, amen, Stop and think about, amen, in the Old Testament, uh, the Bible says that Sarah's womb was dead. Anybody ever read that? Amen. And uh, it talks about how old Abraham was, amen, in the New Testament, and the deadness of uh, Sarah's womb. Physically, that's, that was the description, physically, amen. But spiritually, it was a different matter altogether. Amen. When God says that a woman in her 90s is going to give birth to a son, amen, irregardless that she's past the time of life, amen, for bearing children, amen, in the physical it was impossible. But how many know nothing is impossible with God? Amen. Hallelujah. Different matter altogether. Life and death are in the spirit. Not in the physical. Once you stop and think about this, life and death are in the are in the spirit. They're not in the physical. You see, nobody can be certified as dead except their spirit leaves their body. And conversely, no one can said to be alive or living if they don't have the spirit inside of them. I'm talking about the human spirit. Y'all with me still? It is the spirit that gives life. Yes. And once the human spirit is gone out of the body, that body's dead. Amen. Hallelujah. So that means then that the spirit is more real than the things we physically see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is the spirit that dictates whether one is dead or alive. And the same issues, or the same applies to the issues and situations that confront us daily. Again, you see, we've got a tendency that we handle, or we try to handle, the stuff of life. We try to handle it on the physical side of life. Not understanding that there is a spiritual component to everything that we're dealing with and everything that we're going through. So, uh, we only see the physical side of things. But we never, most times, bother with the spiritual side. For everything that has a physical side also has a spiritual side. Amen. Doctors may have certified that you have a rupture in your womb and therefore are not able to bear children. That's the physical side. Amen. But whose report do you believe? Amen. 
How about the spiritual side? Amen. Again, we're so used to operating in the natural. Amen. We, we, we repeat, amen, what they tell us. We, amen, meditate on what they tell us. We're so stuck to the physical side of life. That we believe that that is, amen, if, if we, amen, if, we, if they say it's so, we believe it's so. And, and, and we refuse to go any further most times to find out what does God have to say about it. I'm talking about making something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Making something out of nothing. Let, 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 let me elaborate for just a minute. Amen. You see... Uh, the Bible in the book of Genesis says that man was created and God said let us make man in our image and after our likeness. You all remember that? Amen. He said let us make man, mankind, male and female in our image and after our likeness. And there are certain attributes that God gave us that are like him. The ability to love. Uh, the ability to uh, communicate, the ability, uh, uh, certain, they're called communicable, communicable attributes of God. And, and He endowed us with those communicable attributes of God. And we can be like Him. Now, the image of God was marred because of sin. But, amen, even in a sinful world, amen, sinners can love. Uh, they can have compassion. They can, amen, uh, uh, have empathy and sympathy and so forth and so on. Amen, there are certain communicable attributes of God that God put in us so that we can be like Him. You all with me there? Now, there are other attributes of God that are called the non-communicated attributes of God. The non-communicable attributes of God. Those are attributes that God did not give us that He has. And those attributes, most of them start with an omni. Omnipresence. The ability to be everywhere at the same time. That's an attribute of God that He didn't communicate to us. We don't have that. We can only be in one place at one time. Amen. Now, uh, you know, we can invent stuff to where we can FaceTime and talk to people all over the world, but physically in our body, we're only in one place at one time. Amen. There's some other uh, non-communicable or, or non-communicated attributes of God. I talked about, amen, omnipresence, amen, omnipotence. Amen. Omnipotence means uh, God is all-powerful. Yes, yes. There's nothing that exists that's more powerful than God. Amen. Amen. He didn't communicate that to us. Yes. Amen. There, there, there's another one, omniscience. Yes. Amen. Omniscience has to do with he knows everything. Amen. There's nothing that he doesn't know everything about everything. Hallelujah. And I don't care how smart you think you are, God didn't communicate that attribute of omniscience to you. Amen. That's an area, amen, that God chose not to share with us. Talking about those non-communicable attributes of God. There's an attribute of God uh, that doesn't start with an omni, but it is the ability 
to create something out of nothing. That's only God can do that. Even the devil can't do that. Amen. Uh, 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 the ability to step out into nothing and say, Amen, and speak a word in the midst of nothing and say, Let there be light. And out of nothing, light springs forth. It is the creative power of God. See, a lot of a lot of folks they can take something that already exists and they can sit there and study it and they can think, no, I can, I can make something out of that. And and, and 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 we have that ability. There are some very creative people in the world, and there's some people who are doing some very creative things to where they they're able to conceive and conceptualize and and and, and, and take something that you or I would be willing to throw away, and they're able to make something out of that thing. And and, 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 and and make millions. Make millions off of it. I, I, I was just the other day, uh, uh, a person mentioned to me about uh, the woman who wrote the Harry Potter series. The books. Children's books. Y'all, anybody familiar with Harry Potter? The movies that they made, I, I, I didn't get into the book. But uh, a, a guy on my job mentioned, he said, do you know the woman that wrote the children's story and, and the series of Harry Potter, she's a billionaire. And I said, yeah, I, I, I heard about that. And I said, ain't that something? Ain't that something? How, how, how many here, have you ever wrote a short story? Raise your hand if you ever wrote a short story. Okay? Who would have thought that a woman who years ago, while she was in obscure poverty, got an idea to write a story about a group of kids and that thing that she uh, got from the creative creativity of her mind, she wrote that story. And the end result of it now is she's a billionaire. I tell you, sometimes I look and I say, God, it ain't fair. It is not fair. But, but the power of creativity, that's what I'm talking about. And, 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 and the non-communicated attribute of God is the, the ability to make something out of nothing. Yeah. And you know, in the Bible it says on the seventh day, or, or after the sixth day, uh, the Bible said God rested on the seventh day. Yeah. Y'all remember that in the book of Genesis? God rested on the seventh day. And uh, he ceased from his creative works. Now, that does not mean that God ended his creativity. Amen. I submit to you that, amen, he, he hallowed the seventh day. He rested on the seventh day. He looked at what he had created in the earth and said, it's good and very good. But God didn't stop creating. Y'all hear me? And I believe the same God that created this world out of nothing, amen, 
who is a created God, I believe He's still creating things. He's still making something out of nothing. Hallelujah. You all all with me? Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, So, uh, there's a spiritual side and a physical side to life. And, and, and because uh, we are uh, so used to looking at life through the lenses of the physical side, amen, we fail to uh, 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 tap into, adequately tap into the spiritual side of life. Amen. If you're looking at your bank account, which is almost in the red, you're thinking, am I ever going to be financially solvent? Am I ever going to be able to afford a home of my own? Amen. Again, that's the physical side you're looking at. But my question to you is, what about the spiritual side? What about the spiritual side? You see, it might seem hopeless, look hopeless, but it does not necessarily mean that it is hopeless. It might seem dead, look dead, even certified as dead, but it does not necessarily mean that it is dead. Amen. Is it not amazing that both Ezekiel and God were looking at the same bones at the same time and yet both were seeing different things? Ezekiel was seeing a valley full of dead bones whereas God was seeing an exceedingly great army. When you look at your life, what do you see? When you look at your situation and circumstances that you are currently going through right now, what do you see? And ask yourself the question, what does God see? You all remember the prophet uh, Elijah and his servant, and uh, they got surrounded by uh, the Syrian army, I believe it was, and, and, and his servant Gehazi was saying, alas, we're surrounded. And... Uh, Elijah was going along like he normally, and, and, and uh, he said, greater are they that are with us than they that are against us. And Gehazi wondered, what's he talking about? We're surrounded. And finally, the prophet Elijah said, Lord, open his eyes. And when God opened the servant's eyes, he saw that the army that had them surrounded was themselves surrounded by an angelic army. Can you say with me a prayer? Lord, open my eyes. Talk about making something out of nothing. Making something out of nothing. We need to begin to see like God sees. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, there are eyes that look, and then there are eyes that see. Sometimes what you see will determine what you get. How far you see determines how far you'll go. Now, the question that I want to pose to you today is, what do you see? What do you see? Hallelujah. 
talking about making something out of nothing. You see, the facts, the fact is, we relate more to our physical side, but hardly ever to our spiritual side. We're more comfortable, amen, uh, on the physical side than we are with the spiritual side. And that is something because of our five senses are on the, on the physical side. We're so used to operating on our five senses. We connect more with what we can see, hear, touch, smell, and taste. Rather than the things that are intangible. We do not relate to our spiritual side because we do not understand it. We don't see it and we tend to ignore the things that we don't understand. But the big problem is that all of our blessings are on the other side. You see, the, the good that we have, it starts out in the spiritual for the child of God. All our blessings started on the other side, the side we tend to ignore, the spiritual side. In Ephesians 3 and 1, Amen. The scriptures tell us that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. When the Bible talks about heavenly places, it's not talking about some faraway, amen, place in the clouds, amen. Uh, but it is talking simply about the spiritual side of our lives. You all with me? Talking about making something out of nothing. There was a story that I heard once about a man uh, who had died and went to heaven. And while, when he had just arrived at heaven, he was given a tour of heaven by the angel Gabriel. And he began to behold the grandeur, the splendor in heaven. And he was completely blown away. And after the tour, uh, he happened to see a door that was locked, that they passed by, that Gabriel uh, ignored. And so the man said to Gabriel, well, you showed me everything else, uh, Gabriel, but what's behind that door? And Gabriel tried to kind of play it off and said, oh, as if, if it was not important. He said, it's not important. Let's keep moving. But the man's curiosity got the best of him. And he said, you show me everything else, and, and it's so beautiful and so spectacular, but I'm wondering what's behind that locked door. Can you show me what's behind that locked door? And so finally Gabriel relented. And he opened up the closed door. And when he opened up the closed door, the man saw some tremendous and spectacular blessings. And it was chock full of marvelous things. And the man's eyes got big and he's like, wow, who's that for? And Gabriel kind of looked at him and said, that belonged to you. That was for you. 
while you were still on the earth. But you never appropriated it. I wonder what's locked behind some of our doors. I don't know about you. Amen. I'm living for God and I love God and, 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 and I'm living in a way where I want to go to heaven. But I tell you, amen, uh, I don't want to leave prematurely and, 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 and if there's some things that God has for me to enjoy on this side of life, amen, I don't want it locked up in storage in heaven. Amen. Anybody say, I don't mind now. To the dead bones. 
prophesy. And he said, and when you prophesy to the dead bones, he said, send you muscles. Dry bones don't have muscles. They had deteriorated. But when you prophesy to the dry bones, muscles begin to appear. Ain't that something out of nothing? Yes. Yes. And not only did muscle and sinew begin, but skin yes. begin to appear. Yes. Where there was no skin, ain't that something out of nothing? Yes. You all with me? Yes. So what I'm telling you, and, and, and the example that I would give would be, uh, I know when I was growing up, there were times by me being the oldest child, that uh, my, my mom had to go away and work, and uh, the younger ones would be sleeping. There were times that my mom would give me the instructions on what we were to do while she was gone. And so uh, it was my job to tell my brothers and sisters what my mom said we were supposed to do. Anybody hear me? Anybody listen? And I'm here to tell you, even though we can't make something out of nothing, we can partner with God. And God can give us the instructions on what He wants done. And, and, and then, amen, after He gives us the instructions by tapping into the spiritual side of what He wants done, and when we say what God has said, there's power in His Word. When we say what God has said, yes. like He said it, yes. and when you speak for God, you don't add to it, right. and you don't take away from it. Right. The Word of God has the power within it. How did God create the universe? With His Word. He what? Spoke. And so when He told Ezekiel, prophesy. What is prophesying? It is speaking the things that God said to the things or persons that God told you to say to. My God. I told you God gave me a revelation. He said, there's some things that I'm getting ready to do. And when you look at all in the natural, you ain't seeing nothing. But God said, if you say what I tell you to say, I'm going to make something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how do we tap into the spiritual side of our life that's so neglected? Because just going to church ain't going to get it. It's a whole bunch of folks going to church. Yeah. Members of church. Yeah. And, 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 and they're just as carnal as they can be. So how are we going to do it? How are we going to tap into that spiritual side of life to where Amen. God can trust us. See, it's a matter of trust. The, the, the power to make something out of nothing. That's, 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 that's in the God class that I'm talking about there. That's power. And in order for God to trust you with his word, there's some things we're going to have to do. You all with me? 
Do you want to find out what you need to do? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, uh, I believe that there are five keys to accessing the blessings that are on the other side. And, and, and being in the position to where God can trust you with His Word. See, uh, a lot of you, 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 you depend on the preacher to do too much. You depend on the preacher to do too much. Uh, 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 my job is to equip the saints. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. That's my job, to equip the saints. Amen. To, and, 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 and some of you, you keep waiting on, you, you, you're waiting on some, some, some strange preacher to come from out of town that, 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 that has a gift. And, 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 and folk will run to him and say, have you got a word for me? Have you got a word for me? Have you got a word for me? And they'll tell you, yeah, you can get in the $500 line or the $1,000 line. Amen. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I got a word for you. But what, you, what we need to realize and understand is that God has a word for you, but amen, it's for you, and you can get it if you do what's necessary to tap into the spiritual side of life. Yes, Lord. So let me, let, me, let me briefly go through five things, then, that we need to do. Five keys to accessing the blessings that are on the other side. Amen. Number one, we need to make God a priority. Can you say that with me? We need to make God a priority. Let God, let God, His interests, His needs be your priority. In Matthew 6 and 33, it says, Seek first. The kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. We need to make God a priority. Now just saying God is a priority and God actually being priority. And do you all know what I mean by priority? First place. He needs to be first place in our lives. And not just lip service. Uh, you know, you can pull the wool over folk eyes, but you can't pull the wool over God's eyes. Jesus said, Amen. Why is it that you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me? Amen. Let me move on. So, first thing that, Amen, we're going to be able to tap into that spiritual side. We're going to have to make God a priority. We're going to have to take our time. Y'all ready for number two? Amen. Number two. We're going to have to be diligent in prayer. To relate to your spiritual side, you have to be a person of prayer. Because God is a spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Luke 22 and 44, Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood down to the ground. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. In other words, when the going gets tough, pray more earnestly. 
See, some of us, we'll pray, and then when it looks like it ain't getting better, amen, we'll, we'll, we'll stop praying and do something else. Oh, it ain't time to stop. It's time to go at it even more. If we're going to tap into the spiritual side of life, amen, you cannot live your life like ordinary people. If this is easy, everybody will do it. Can't live like ordinary people. Amen. We've got to become. We've got to become men and women of prayer. We've got to be diligent in prayer. Number two. You all ready for number three? Number three, we've got to meditate on his word. Spend time studying, meditating on his word. God speaks. Who is his word? God speaks through his word. You know, there were, there, there were times when my mother had to go to work early before I got up. And there were certain things that she wanted us to do. And when she didn't get a chance to speak to me personally, she would leave me a note. And it would start at Curtis and, and have Richard have Ramona and have and, and she leave me a note with instructions. Those were her words to me in written form. And I'm here to tell you, God has left us with notes. It is called the Word of God. And if you will take time to study and meditate on that word, you'll get your instructions for the day. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to what is all uh, to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Hallelujah. Psalms 1 and 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Hallelujah. Second yes, Timothy 2.15 Be diligent to present yourself approved of God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word truth. That's the scripture that we give to ministers many times. But I am persuaded that that's the scripture that is applicable to all believers. Amen. We need to take out more time in his word. Amen. You all with me today? Amen. That's number three. You all ready for number four? Amen. Number four. Amen. Need to commit to holy living. Y'all hear what I said? I said we need to commit to holy living. Holy living. First uh, Peter 1, 15 and 16. You know, some folks say, well, that's that's in the Old Testament. That that no, it's in the New Testament too. First Peter uh, 1 15. 
but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. That word holy, holiness is not a denomination. You know, some, some people equate holiness with certain denominations. Pentecostal denomination, holiness denomination. And they think, well, I'm not Pentecostal, I'm not a part of the holiness church, I'm not a part of the church of God in Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm a part of the Baptist church. Or I'm a part of the Methodist church. Or, or I'm a part of, 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 of something. I'm, I'm here to tell you, I don't care what label or sign is on the door, the word of God is the same. You might be part of a non-denominational church. God still is saying, amen, in his word, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. God is still calling for holiness. Amen. I want you to say that with me. God, God is still, still calling, calling for holiness. Holiness means being set apart to God. It, 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 holiness is not about how long your dress drags the floor. Holiness is not about whether you wear makeup or not. Holiness is not about, amen, what color your hair is. Holiness is not about that, 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 that stuff. Holiness means, amen, separated unto God for service. Holiness talks about being clean. Amen. Not polluted with the things in the world. Anybody listening to me? God is still calling for holiness. We've got to be committed to holy living. Amen. In, 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 in Matthew, we read Matthew 6.33 just a moment ago about seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his righteousness and his righteousness. The righteousness of God can only be achieved by His Spirit. You can't, you, you can't do it in your own strength. You can't, you can't do it, amen, by just amen, uh, uh, trying and, 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 and turning over a new leaf. It takes the Spirit of God, amen, uh, uh, on the inside of you to help you live. And God knows you can't live it by yourself. That's why, amen, He gave us power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll have power. Thank you, Lord. Got to be committed to holy living. I don't care what the world is doing. The world shouldn't set the standard for the church. The church should set the standard for the world. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Y'all ready? You ready for number five? I told you I'd try to get through this as quickly as possible. Amen. Number five. Talking about five keys. Tap into the spiritual side of life. Amen. We need to raise the level of our faith. For without faith it's impossible to please God. We need to raise the level of our faith. Amen. There are two parts to faith. Amen. The first part is the hearing part. Romans 10 and 17 says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. If you want your level of faith to rise, you got to put yourself in a position to hear the word of God. God will make sure that a rainbow word gets to you. Amen. And when that rainbow word gets to you, it's, it's something about the word of God. It will energize you. 
Cherry, I, 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 I'm so glad you're here today, amen, because in, in the part of the message where I was talking about the physical versus the spiritual, and, 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 and we're so attuned, amen, to what's going on in the physical, and, and we do tests and x-rays and, and, and ultrasounds to, amen, tell us what's happening in the physical, and, and, and the physical affects the physical body. But, amen, there's another realm yes. that's called the spiritual. Yes. Amen. And what I found is that, amen, what happens in the spiritual has more bearing on our life in the physical amen. than we could have ever imagined. Do you all know, uh, there's a verse of scripture that I don't have in my, in, in my message today. But there's a verse in scripture that tells us everything that we see, everything that exists in the physical world came from the spiritual world. Yeah. Hallelujah. That it, it, it existed in the spiritual realm first and was brought into existence in the physical realm after it already existed in the spiritual. That it was first spiritual and then natural. So what that lets me know is that the spiritual has precedence over the natural. And that irregardless to how it might, amen, Ezekiel looking, amen, and God asked the question, can, can, can these dead bones live? Thank God Ezekiel had sense enough to know not to try to act like he was a know-it-all to God. He looked up at God and said, God, you know. Thou knowest. And then when he acknowledged that God knew, God gave him the instructions on what to do. Prophesy. Speak to. Speak to. You see, what a lot of us are doing with the situations and problems that we're facing, we're crying out to God about our problems. Y'all with me? Yeah. I said we're crying out to God about our problems. And you know what? I found out something interesting, amen, uh, about God uh, when he told them to, uh, he, he told them to prophesy upon the dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. See, the word of prophecy translated from Hebrews is Nabal. It means to speak God's message to a person, people, or situation. Prophecy is also translated as speaking forth and declaring the mind and the counsel of God. How are you going to be able to declare the mind and the counsel of God if you don't spend time in His Word? Hallelujah. But uh, I, I, I was... Uh, I was talking uh, about uh, we cry out to God about our problems. And in many instances, what God wants us to do is say what he's told us and not, not cry out to him. And an example I'll give you is uh, found in the book of Exodus, the 14th chapter. I'm almost done. Uh, when Moses was leading the children of Israel from Egypt and they were being pursued by Pharaoh's army. 
and they were between the mountains and the Red Sea with the army behind them, Moses turned and began uh, to complain to God. Amen. And, 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 and when Moses turned and began to complain to God in Exodus 14, amen, God showed his irritation, amen, when he replied, Wherefore criest thou unto me? In other words, Moses said, the army is taken up. The sea's in front of us. The mountain's on the side. God, you're the one who got us out here. God, and, and he's crying out to God. And God said, why are you crying out to me? Why are you crying out to me? Somebody, I hope some of you get this. Why are you crying out to me? Lift thou up the rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea. In essence, what God was saying here was don't cry to me. Speak to the situation and prophesy. To your bright home. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, some folk might think you're crazy. Amen. When you start, some of us, we need to start talking to our lives. Amen. Some of us, we need to start talking to, amen, our, 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 our bank account. Some of us, we need to start talking to our neighborhood. We need to start talking to, amen, whatever is dead in our lives that we know God intends for it to be alive. He's the God that can make something yes. out of nothing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Prophesy. Amen. Say what I told you to say. Yes. And when he prophesied, and the skin and the sinew uh, came upon the bones, Jesus. and then God said, Amen, and, and, and he looked at him, but there was no, no breath. No breath. And then he said, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to the wind before and tell them, breathe. Hallelujah. There's some, there, there's some stuff that, amen, uh, uh, it began to come together that was in disarray and chaos. Amen. Begin to straighten out. Bone found its bone. You all heard the old song uh, uh, when y'all were kids growing up. The foot bone was connected to the ankle bone. The ankle bone was connected to the leg bone. The leg bone was connected to the knee bone. Well, there were all kinds of bones that were scattered there. Every bone found its bone. Hallelujah. I don't care how messed up it might seem. I don't care how much chaos it might seem that's in your life. Amen. Say what God tells you to say. And watch it make something out of nothing. You get it, you think of the word today, you're selling my faith. Hallelujah. Let's on today. know the pregnancy that you are, amen, experiencing and going through. It's been taking you through. Amen. Amen. 
there, uh, I tell you, we need to, we need to uh, appreciate our mothers. Yes, Lord. And what they go for. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, And uh, so she's been having some difficult times, and amen, it seems like the baby wants to uh, come early. Yes. And uh, the doctors are, amen, talking to you about uh, centimeters and, uh, you know, different things that, amen, are happening before time. Yes. Amen. That's on the natural side. Yes. But, I, amen, I pray to God. Amen. As we tap into the spiritual side. And as the word of God says, whose report do you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report. Oh my God. And so Father, I just lay my hand upon her right now, ministering in your name. Lord, we believe your report. We're believing for a healthy baby. God, we're believing for a, 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 a healthy deliverance. Oh, God, we're believing, oh, God, for, uh, 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 we're believing for the best. Yes. Oh, God, and, 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 and we come against that anxiety and we come against that fear. And I'm commanding that fear. Amen. I'm not saying that you need to be carefree and do whatever you want to do, but I'm saying, Cherry, you don't have to walk in fear. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. You do not have to walk in fear. 